Welcome to our Sunday podcast, where we summarize the week's main drivers and asset performance in global markets, keeping it brief and to the point. The fears of a tighter monetary policy outlook that we described a week ago manifested this week when US inflation figures were released on Tuesday. January's headline, or CPI inflation, came in at 0.5% month-on-month and 6.4% year-on-year, exceeding estimates and higher than a month earlier. The core CPI reading was in line with expectations at 0.4% and 5.6%. The PPI or producer price demand, released on Thursday, surprised analysts with a jump of 0.7% for the month and 6% annualized. These updates confirm that price pressures remain high and support the remarks by Jerome Powell, the Fed's chair, that the fight against inflation is far from over and that it will probably take until 2024 to bring it down to the 2% target, as interest rates will stay at restrictive levels. The retail sales print for January also surprised analysts, with a robust 3% month-on-month rise, following a few disappointing months. Taking into account non-farm payrolls for January, which also came in well above estimates, the fears of an imminent recession are certainly cooling down. However, the Treasury's yield curve steepness, which has anticipated almost every recession in recent history, remains inverted, and has hit a 42-year record, at minus 79 basis points, for the spread between the 10 and the 2-year yields. In the UK, CPI inflation for January printed at 10.1% year-on-year, lower than anticipated and showing a disinflation path, a sign that price pressures are receding, supporting the view of the Governor of the Bank of England that the current policy rate could be the peak of this cycle. The core CPI measure was 5.8%, compared to 6.3% in December. Regarding central bank speeches, Federal Reserve officials and ECB policymakers both made hawkish remarks. Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin said the following, talking to Bloomberg. Well, I think there's a very good case for um, leaving rates higher for a longer period of time to allow that tightening uh, to hit. I do think the lesson of the 70s was very clear, which is don't give up too early. The Bank of Japan will be the first of the leading central banks to hold a policy meeting on March 10, followed by the European Central Bank on March 16. Futures are pricing in an almost certain rate hike of 50 basis points to 3% by the ECB. The Federal Reserve meets on March 22 and markets are anticipating a 90% chance for a 25 basis points rise to 4 and 7 eighths percent. Moving on to equities, U.S. indexes ended mixed with the S&P 500 falling moderately, while the Nasdaq Composite closed 0.6% higher. The worst sector was energy with steep falls for oil and gas companies as natural gas prices continued to plummet and crude oil reversed the gains of a week ago. European stocks rallied, with France leading the board with a 3% weekly gain and hitting an all-time high, as well as London's FTSE 100 index which added 1.5%, also to a record high, breaking the 8,000 mark. Developed markets in Asia finished mostly lower with Australia, Singapore and Korea losing around 1%. Back to US equities, there are two single stocks worth highlighting as they reported earnings last week, and prices jumped significantly. Palanta Technologies, the big data analytics software company, reported positive earnings for the first time. 
Net income was $31 million on sales of $509 million for the quarter. The stock jumped 22% to $9.2, and accumulates a 43% recovery this year, after plunging 65% in 2022. Airbnb, the online accommodation giant, beat top and bottom line estimates, with quarterly revenues growing by 24% year-on-year, and profit up 480% at $319 million. Shares climbed 21% to 131, their highest level in 10 months. Over to commodities, where leading indexes fell to a one-year low, on the back of weak energy prices. WTI and Brent crude oil fell close to 4% on the week, to 76.3 and 83 bucks, and are now both down by the same amount year-to-date. Natural gas prices continue to sink on both sides of the Atlantic. U.S. futures have now lost 75% since August after falling 10% last week to $2.35. In Europe, the Dutch gas benchmark broke the 50 euro mark after crashing 27% in just four weeks. The price of gas in the continent fell 83% since the peak last August. The catalyst is the same in both cases, warmer-than-expected weather conditions and storage at near full capacity, as governments prepared for winter without Russian supplies. A quick note on fixed income markets. The hawkish tone continues to push short-term bonds lower and yields higher, with the two-year Treasury note now at 4.62%, in line with the Fed's policy rate. In Germany, the two-year Schatz yield added 12 basis to 2.87%, still below the 3% refinancing rate. Let's finish by mentioning the strong week for cryptocurrencies. The total market cap for the sector gained 10% to $1.1 trillion. Bitcoin jumped 12% and is trading at $24,400. One factor supporting the positive sentiment is the introduction of non-fungible token capabilities to the Bitcoin blockchain, called ordinal inscription. Until recently, the NFT market was monopolized by Ethereum, Polygon and Solana. Remember that blue-chip names like Walmart, Home Depot and Berkshire report earnings next week, and that tomorrow the US stock market is closed. Thanks for listening, that's all for this Sunday. Please follow us, share our channel and hit the notification bell. Visit succinct.info to learn more. Have a great week.